podcast has bad words. <laughs> you listen to The Minimalist. We're back here with Nick and Chris. We're talking about Fake Famous. It's the new HBO documentary. We're talking about fake fame. We're talking about the influenza of influence. That was we, good. <laughs> we, <laughs> did that on the fly? Or? <laughs> no, I haven't written down. He's been planning that for yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, so, so we start this little, this maximal with a segment called More About Less, where he reads something as a jumping off point. Also, Sean, you got to remind me, I want to get to that lightning round question. But uh, this was a tweet from Dr. Ben House. He said, uh, it's a sort of a parodic tweet here. He said, I just created an app. You'll be advertised to 30% of the time. Using it will generally lower your attention span and make you more reactive and less present. You will also likely feel more alone and judge yourself more and more harshly. Mm. Want to download it? You already have. Yeah. yeah. You have a bunch of times. And I actually noticed this recently. We have a new book coming out called Love People Use Things. And so I re-downloaded Instagram recently in order to promote the book. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's exactly what we were talking about during the minimal. Is like all of a sudden now I find myself pulled back to it. It's like this twitch, this tug, invisible tug that is drawing us in there. It's yeah. the bikini photos, right? It, it, almost oh, yeah. certainly, yeah. <laughs> Mostly yoga pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it is a, um, it's a very interesting situation because like, you know, it's funny. It's like with Instagram, I'm sure you've got, you've experienced this. The ads are really good. Right. They really are. Like, you know, I, I was looking for a a new t-shirt, like just a plain Mm t-shirt and that's a difficult thing to find. It's like a perfect t-shirt. Right. Yeah. And, um, and but I, is it really like it really that, is. that's what we tell ourselves it is but it's it just is. a t-shirt it is just a t-shirt no, but I do not, no but there is a thing no, like certain t-shirts whole... like the t-shirts that he wears i forget what he what he wears but like if i put them on they don't look they don't fit me right yeah so like i have to go to another t i know what you're talking about the yeah. t-shirt struggle to, you know, to I, an extent i did actually find a good one yeah amazon basics oh really <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. i do a son of a tailor so like you send them measurements and they just make a t-shirt that yeah. fits your body leave all of this out sean yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this guy finds the you know the best yeah, of all thousands of t-shirts yeah, thousands of yeah, yeah. no problem so all right yeah I, I have no shame in talking about t-shirts but um but to your point the advertisements are beautiful sometimes i'll see an advertisement on instagram or wherever I don't even realize it's an advertisement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I love cooking and I get served up these like amazing cooking videos and photos and things like that. But so, but that's the problem though, is it's so good. It's like yeah. they should make it worse. So you're like, eh, I could take a break from this. Remember yeah. when the Wii came out and uh, everyone was like getting their Wiis and they were so excited about it yeah. years ago. And then there was a point where the Wii actually had a little pop-up and it said, hey, you've been playing for an hour. Yes. You should go outside. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like if social media were to try to do that rather than creating this this exponential scroll that just goes on forever, yeah. it would be we would if they were to try to help us use it less, mm-hmm. it would benefit both parties, but they don't. They just they they want their numbers to be bigger and better for the next quarter so that they can get their stock price up so that Mark Zuckerberg can buy another island in Hawaii and my god. Yeah. yeah. That's what well, it, with any type of whether it's social media or you know the news media, I mean the 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 job is to aggregate as many eyeballs as they can for as long as they can. That's right, and uh, they do a really good job of it. Uh, at it, I, you know, it's funny you said something on the minimal episode about the the CEO of Snap, how he will take away things where he sees people getting addicted towards it. I I actually 
remember when Snap had a streak. That's it would, right. It would tell you, oh, you've been out for 15 days. And then it got to a point where, like, you know, these teenagers, they'd go on vacation or something, and they'd give their phone to someone else just to keep the streak alive. But I, I guess they don't do that they anymore. Killed yeah, yeah, they so, killed it. Yeah, so wow. they had this feature called... Good for him. They had this feature called Streaks, and the idea was... It was like a fun way for your friends to see if you'd like who'd logged on more. And it had it, it was just a tiny little add-on. Like it hadn't even gone up to like the CEO's level. Mm-hmm. And it became it, it the user number started to go up because mm. people were in doing exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. And Evan Spiegel saw it and he was like, get rid of it. Like wow. I don't want to be creating an addictive platform for kids. Like I want it. And so they got rid of it. And whereas Mark Zuckerberg would have been like, let's create Streaks Pro. Yeah. Streaks, <laughs> streaks Pro, yeah. Streaks Extra. We'll give them rewards for yeah. the longer streaks. Yeah. Give them a line of cocaine if they go on for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the, the, the streak thing. For me, like it was it was the opposite. If I were to have a 10-day streak, I would be ashamed yeah. of that. Yeah. Where, where I would look at But you're it, not 12. So yeah, I mean, I act it sometimes, uh, especially with just me and Ryan. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. it is absurd. He kind of looks twelve. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, um, a couple things I want to talk about. We had a lightning round question, uh, which you can text your questions nine three seven two zero two four six five four. This is a question from Stein. You want to read it, Ryan? How do we help our children address the effects of social media influencers on their developing minds? It's hard for them to see that having lots of likes, followers, and achieving fame on TikTok or YouTube isn't what really matters in life. I mean, Chris, how did you... It seems like you just intrinsically knew this, and a lot of people don't... And maybe... Actually, that's probably wrong. Uh, Nick, correct me if if you think otherwise, but it seems like... A lot of people know, but society's telling them they're supposed to want the followers or supposed mm. to want something. But Chris, you were like, oh, that's not what I'm supposed think, to want. I think Chris just has no fucks to give. Is that like <laughs> Yeah, a no, good, it's true. Yeah, I think that's it's like, true. I admire that. Man. I mean, with the social media, who cares? Like, a lot of people. That's the yeah, problem. But who cares, bro? Who like, really cares? It's not yeah. really like as serious as you think it is. You're not really as important on that app as you want to be. Um, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah. Most people aren't. Like my to the fact to the point where people need to watch what they say and what they do on there. I'm like, bro, don't nobody care. Like anybody watching your page, you're not gonna lose anything. Yeah. Like somebody mightn't disagree or not like what you just did, but like okay yeah. like you never been told no in your life you know what i'm saying mm. like i don't know i got spanked as a kid <laughs> right me too you know <laughs> i was i you know raised by southern black people i actually let me rephrase i got whooped as a kid okay? <laughs> so like i'm not afraid of just somebody saying like oh, i don't like that there's yeah. worse consequences in life you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm not really worried about it but um i think that what i what I know uh, as like my values is just that that's like, it doesn't mean anything, you know, like having followers, having engagement, uh, you know, just having that big presence on, you know, this like digital platform that we play around with, like it doesn't, it won't, it won't change. It won't change you, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, only you can change you and it, you can't like you can't do it with a phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like people don't want to be judged, but they're willing to put their ass out there for like everybody to see. 
Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So like you yeah. set yourself up for that. Asking yeah. for it. Yeah. Like wh- why should I feel any type of mercy for you or like feel sorry? Like you chose this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's the way I feel about it. So like with me, I'm like, I don't care. So what? You put it on the gram. Yeah. So what? You know? Yeah, man. So, so how do we like, how do we help our children not want that, that fame, that well, fake I, fame? I, I think the thing that the big realization I had from the movie was that, making the film was that in the i had always believed that you had to teach kids like you teach them how to not drink and drive or like go home with a stranger and things like that as they're teenagers i had always believed that you were supposed to teach them about these devices at Uh that age Mm -hmm. uh and at you know that when you here's the phone now you got to be careful with it johnny like (laughs) and the reality is like because of the world that we live in today, you have to start teaching them at four years old. Very young. Yeah, three, four, five years old. Like, yes. And uh, and it is it is of equal importance to make it a part of raising kids as saying, like, you don't get in a car with a stranger, right? right. When they're little, little kids or like, you know, because of this messed up country we live in, like we have to teach kids how to hide in a, like, in case a bad guy comes into a school, like, you know, and my kids that are four years old, like have to go under a desk, you know, to learn what, what, what to do in such a horrific instance. And, and I think that we have a responsibility to teach our kids the same thing about technology at an incredibly young age, Mm -hmm. everything more than technology. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I was taught by my mother uh, ironically enough, my mother taught me this, that she taught me how to differentiate between when I'm being told a story and when I'm being told a real story, mm. meaning that, you know, I would be exposed to like all of these different um, like media. Like my parents were very young, like my mom and my dad are very young. Right. Uh-huh. So they don't have the same. But I was raised by my grandparents, so they don't have that same like filter of like. He can't see this. He can't hear this. He can't watch this. You know, right. mm. they're like kids too. So they're like, Psh, I don't care. This is what I want to hear. This is what I want to see. Uh-huh. Right. So mm. they had to teach me like, all right, when we listen into this music, like this ain't really what you want to be doing with your life all the time. What they saying, you know, like yeah. if it's rap, like, you know, they're saying some stuff that involves violence, whatever, you know, and I had to learn like, okay, this ain't really what it's about, but it's about the art of it. It's about the entertainment factor. It's about, it's a culture, you yeah. understand? So like, I had to learn how to differentiate things like that to say like, this ain't real life. Like this person ain't really, I don't know this person, but I don't think they really, really, really like this all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I'm watching a movie and I'm knowing like they're, they're acting right now you know mm, yeah. so it's kind of the same thing when you look at the phone for at least for influencers because you know for sure like they're doing they're putting this on you uh-huh. know what i'm yeah. saying like they put this thing on right now for the phone to see to take a picture to send it to you mm-hmm. you know so you got to understand how to um interact with like the channel the medium like you can't let that thing consume you you know you're mm. consuming it it yes. can't consume you. You oh. know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that's, just, it's like more, it's more than just like media. It's more than just that social media that people got to like teach their kids. Like this yeah. ain't, this ain't exactly what you see. Like this life really isn't exactly how you see it 
on all these screens. Like this, it it couldn't be right. Mm. Couldn't be like that. Well, it's you know? we we live three dimensional lives. We're seeing this two dimensional life mm-hmm. on the screen, and so it goes back to what you're saying. Yeah, Tom Cruise when he's in an action movie, we don't actually. If we saw him on the street, we don't think he's shooting people and running for you, whatever, right? And yet. We look at the influencer and we pretend they're not yeah. acting on right. the social media app. But of course, everyone who auditioned, I'm a model and I'm an actress, or I'm a model and an actor. Mm. Well, they just all they all think that the the fast track to to being happy is fame, and it's actually the fast track to being unhappy. Yeah, yeah misery. I mean, any sort of chase is going to lead you toward misery. Any mm. any chase whatsoever, the the chase toward fame mm. is is particularly pernicious because it advertises itself to be quote unquote successful or happy or whatever. Well, I think it, yeah. And it also, you, you get, you have this, you know, it is designed and, and Instagram specifically was designed from day one to be fake. Mm. You know, the whole point of the filters was to make, you know, back when it came out, the reason they did the filters was because the camera phones that we had at the time, like iPhone 1.0, were so bad that the photos look like shit, but if you put a filter on, anything could look amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. And ironically, we don't use, use filters anymore because we have these amazing phones. We now use the filters on ourselves. Oh. You know, so it's like we, so the whole premise of it was, you know, I think these companies, they take on the DNA of their foundings mm-hmm. and Instagram's DNA, you know, Twitter's DNA is just total chaos. Yes. Backstabbing founders, so on and so forth. And look at Twitter. Um, and uh and with instagram it was the dna was fake you mm-hmm. know and uh and it's the fakest platform there is no question yeah wow. i mean facebook the dna of it was zuck being zuck and you know trying to get laid and at, at harvard and all these other things and and taking ideas and so on and i think that it's it is a result of that is that all people do on there is argue like you said you feel like crap when you go on there yeah uh and um and a lot of people don't use it anymore as a result and i think that my belief is every single solitary person i know who's older than 12 uh is has struggles with the social media problem and eventually i i believe most people will give it up we're working on a new Mm. project right now um called scrolling is the new smoking and it's a digital minimalism documentary series. And, and you know, what we've realized is that you know, 50 years ago, you could light up a cigarette in this room and you just be like, oh, yeah, look, he's smoking next to me, just like everyone. There was the, the smoking section on the airplane, right? Mm-hmm. Or on the fake private jet that Chris was on. I'm sure it had a, a smoking <laughs> section on that, right? Um, and gluten-free pretzels. I think plenty of people already smoked in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, 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 but now if you did that right now, if Sean lit up a cigarette over there in the corner, he would seem a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. It would be unthinkable. But if he were to just start scrolling for a second, no one would say anything to him. And But in many ways, it is, it's draining our life the sa- same way that, that smoking did 50 years ago. Mm. It's just yeah. we're, we're not seeing the, the effects yet because well, it took a while for smokers to see the effects as well. Yeah. There's a great story that I once heard about this website called The Well. And The Well was the very first, so essentially the very first social media platform. And it was a forum that was started in the very, very, very early days of the web. And um, 
and it was essentially like a BBS board where you could go and you could leave comments and imagine like a green screen like we had back in the day and yeah. people typing on those like bizarre keyboards that existed. And a lot of the people that were on the well 35 years ago, 34 years ago or so, they were so people that had helped invent the internet or were working on the early versions of the internet. So they were scientists and engineers and, you know, like very, you know, people from MIT and Harvard and Yale and so on and so forth. Uh, um, and there was a point where someone had come along and they'd said, hey, uh, I'd love to talk about some things that are personal to me. And because I'm uh, a professor at MIT, I don't necessarily want my name with it, associated with it. Let's start a section of the well that's anonymous. You can just have a pseudonym and we can go and talk about those things, uh -huh. whether it's like whatever it is, religion or, or you know, beliefs about abortion or this, that, and the other. Politics. Uh, politics, things like that. So everyone's like, this is a great idea. So they start it, and within the first day, it turns into just mayhem. People calling each other assholes and threatening to murder each other and this, <laughs> that, and the other. No one knowing who it is, of course. And, yeah. like, and eventually the well shut down because... Right because of that very reason. It was an experiment wow. that went wrong. And I think that social media is, is it, it, that was just a prelude to what will happen with social media. I do not believe that in 20 years we will be on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook like right. we are today. Yeah, Because I think that it gets to a point where it just doesn't work. Where yeah. will we be? I think it's gonna be a lot more, I, do, I don't think we'll be on screens as much either. To okay. be, I think it's gonna be a lot more auditory. Like. You know, it's interesting. I we moved recently, and I, I over the pandemic got a little nerded out and added some like audio things to my house, and so I can tell uh, Google to turn on the air conditioning and turn it off, or I can do it on my phone with mm -hmm. a Nest thing. And all I do is I'm like, Google, turn on the AC. Google, mm -hmm. turn off the AC. And it's like it is so easy to do it, and I can imagine that, you know. And now my kids are like, Hey Siri, what's the capital of Uzbekistan or whatever, like, sure. you know, and it's, and I think that that, that will become as, as auditory mm. technologies advance. I think that will become a, much more the way we consume things. My, it's infantilizing in a way though. Right. I what mean, do you mean? It's, it's, we're all being treated as like babies. Like, like, um, I mean, yes, I can I'll get on my phone. I can turn on my air conditioner. I can tell Siri or whoever to turn it on, or I could also stand up and, and, and turn it on with my hand and and so i'm 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 worrying that like eventually we are we're going to end up in the spot where we don't know how to do anything for ourselves in a we way. are babies uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're all just yes, big babies uh, we are yeah, yeah. talk about good, that man. we we absolutely are in jamaican culture they have a they have a saying it says once a man twice a child <laughs> Right. That means that one time you're a child and then you grow into an adult. And then what happens is you get old. and You can't do nothing mm -hmm. for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. you become the child again. Mm -hmm. But that just lets you know that that's really what you are the whole time. You know, nobody's got everything figured out and knows how to do everything for themselves. Everybody's trying to get babied some type of way. Sure. You know what I'm saying it just depends on what aspect of their life that you want to look at. Everybody's a baby in some way. Everybody wants to be babied or wants to be reminded of being a child somehow. And techno technology helps afford that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Facilitate that type of ease. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? But like, let me ask you a question. You know, would you rather drive to a meeting 
mm-hmm. in Orange County on the on the 101 on a Friday afternoon, or would you rather read a book in a driverless car? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a fair question, and um, it, it, I guess it depends. I'd get car sick, so I wouldn't be the one reading the or book. Or watch a movie, but yeah. or take a nap, right, or right. take a shower. Sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Having that freedom of time, so what, how, would I rather have the time back? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, that's... There, that is the like where the where you get to the fifty one percent better part of technology. It's yeah. like, you know, ninety five percent of car accidents that happen today, which globally kill one point four million people, are a result of human error. Sure, but yeah. two hundred years ago we had no car accidents, but right. then we didn't get to go to San Francisco, right. or, or take a a month to get there, right? You know? So right. it's it, but it's a it's I had a, I remember this once uh, story of a friend of mine who is a farmer, literally a farmer, and he. Um, uh, and we met for a drink. I hadn't seen him in years, and he was railing against technology, just like fucking hates it. Like he d- has a flip phone, he barely uses it. This, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And he's like, it makes society so much worse. And look at all these people staring at their devices, this and the other. And mm-hmm. and I like listened to him, and I didn't disagree, and didn't agree, and so on and so forth. And then uh, a little while goes by, we had a couple more beers, and I said, "Oh, how's your dad?" And he goes, "Oh my god, he almost died. He had a heart attack." And I was like. What happened? He told me this whole thing. He goes, they have this crazy technology where they can like bring you back to life. And and I was like, okay, so do we get to pick which ones we yeah. use and which ones we don't? Like, right. it's like, it, you know, we if, if it wasn't for technology, you none of us would be sitting in this room right now because totally. mRNA vaccines would not have been created. And right. so we'd all be probably dead. Yeah. Also, these cameras wouldn't be here, so yeah, it right. we wouldn't be, be doing point, right? yeah, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. so I'm not a luddite or a neo luddite, which like people want to like damage these machines and everything else. But also, uh, I, I look at technology and I realize that that some of it is taking us away from our humanity. Yeah, in, in so many respects, and that that's what I ultimately worry about the the sort of natural state. You talked about everyone being babies, and mm. I agree with that. But also, like, there's a certain wisdom in childhood that we seem to lose as we quote unquote mature. Mm. If you, my daughter's eight, and there's a certain wisdom, especially when she was younger than eight, you know, around four or five, you notice this sort of intuitive wisdom, this no bullshit, no nonsense within a child. They'll say whatever they want whenever they want. It, because there isn't the same sort of filter that we we put on ourselves as veneer that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. as adults. Yeah. I, I love that you have the outlook, Nick, uh, an, opti- an optimistic outlook that we will not get further away from humanity with technology. But like my worry is VR. Because right now, like, do you do any of you guys own a VR headset? I've had one for a while. It's kind of crazy. Okay. It's so pretty crazy. I don't think there's six people in this room, six men in this room. I don't think any of us own a VR headset. My worry, though, is that like 20 years from now, it's going to be, you know, out of six people, two or three people are going to own it because right now VR is geared towards gaming. But like, it's only a matter of time before you can go to a virtual reality shopping mall and you can. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm going to argue this one. Yeah, no, that's why I bring it up. Look, I mean, I've been thinking about this stuff for 20 years and writing about it for for that long. And and there's if you go back um, to the front page of the New York Times on July, I think it's it's July 1876. There's this front page article and it says that there's this new invention that has been made called the telephone. And it says in the beginning of the article, the telephone will 
empty concert halls and churches and no one will ever leave their house again because why would they have to, mm. right? And uh, it goes on to say that kids will never learn how to read because they can now listen to everything, that uh, this is the down the beginning of the downfall of society. Mm. And, and a year later, this is a new technology called the phonograph that comes out, front page of the New York Times, pretty much the same article about the phonograph, yeah. that you'll be able to bottle up words and save them and... Why would you ever leave your house in concert halls and churches again and so on and so forth? Pre-pandemic, there was a Diplo concert in, that was a, like a million people or something like that. Like, wow. I, I actually don't think that technology is ever going to take us away from our humanity. And the pandemic mm -hmm. was a perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, we could have been like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. I don't have to leave my house. I can just Zoom all day and not interact with other humans. And the reality was we were like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, I need yeah. to hug someone. Mm -hmm. I need to. I need to like be around humans. Mm -hmm. I need that interaction and that social camaraderie and conversation. And I think that that no matter how advanced the technologies are and how easy it makes us to not get up and have to turn our thermostat off with our hands, that mm -hmm. our humanity will always push back against the technologies stopping us from being in person with each other. I love it. So that's I love my, it. Yeah, that's no. my positive view on it. Yeah, no, and and I like that, and that's why I brought it up because I need that positive view. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, there's a great book called "Civilized to Death." Uh, the subtitle is "What Is the Price of Progress?" And it really is sort of a rumination on that because we have to ask these questions, and, and whether you you take the the stance of uh, it is not going to take us farther away from our humanity, or it is, there's unquestionably some technologies that. Uh, we are using in a harmful way. Mm -hmm. e even a, a technology like Instagram isn't inherently harmful or evil or bad. Mm -hmm. Although one might argue there are a lot of demographers and statisticians and, and psychologists on their payroll that are engineering it to be really addictive, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, and, and so I think that's what, what, why Instagram might be different from the phonograph, for example. There weren't a thousand engineers trying to get you to listen to records all day. Yeah, but look at the all of us in the room today, you know, we're all trying to, Chris just got a light phone. He's trying to fight against the, the, the data and the statisticians. I deleted Twitter from my phone. Yes. You, you know, it's like, we're all, we're, we're all trying to fight against it. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and we'll win. I, I have no question we'll win yeah. because, you know, we sure. Like there's going to be a lot of fucked up people who like want followers and likes and so on and so forth. But, I think they'd be fucked up with or without Instagram. Mm. Mm. I th they think they would. Like, I think there are people who just are not, who have, who are vapid in who they are and, and not going to, they wouldn't, it's not like if Instagram didn't exist, they'd be like, oh, let me go read War and Peace. Like, <laughs> right. they'd be like, yeah. you know, let's go do keg stands on the beach or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're not, you know, so I think, I think the people who want to evolve and minimalize their life and all these different things, like, are the ones that are going to win. Yeah, um, I, I think that... Uh, it's I, not like me for, to be uh, optimistic, by the way, so you're getting me in a very rare <laughs> state. I like this, yeah. because I, I'm like the pessimistic optimist. Like yeah. I, I just think technology has removed us so far from humanity, and I don't want to go back because I have been acculturated to live within technology. But do I think all of our lives would be markedly better if uh, but I think we like, lived 10,000 years ago? Yeah, probably. Look, yeah. Well, you, oh, but you'd be dead at 30. Um, but look, <laughs> that's at, not look, true. That's a, yes. that's, a, that's a BS stat that, that yeah, so yeah, if you 
you uh, if you if you average you triggered him. You triggered him. Is, like, tr- is this you, trigger word? No, this is triggering it's, for him. It's just an, it's, a, it's 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 people peddle this propaganda about about uh because if you average an infant mortality, you're absolutely right. But pre-civilized people living in their 70s and 80s all the time. Sure. I mean, Moses lived the, to like 900 and well, something. Well, that's nonsense, too. Uh, yeah. Before we get into debates about things I know nothing about. No, I just want to say, I think with Chris, like, for example, like, Chris could be silk screening digitally, you know, on Instagram. And so on. He, you want to do the physical thing, right? right. Yeah. It's like, it's the art is the physical thing. It's not, you know, it's not exactly. a, it's not digital. Yeah. Yeah, I think that and, and what what's nice about something like Instagram, if used effectively, is it can augment your art, but it is not the art. And I think that's where we get really confused. We yeah, mistake it doesn't it for satisfy. The, it doesn't sa- satisfy yeah. me. It doesn't fulfill me in the purpose of it. Uh, I have a I have a thought that tells me that when I'm dead, if the there are not things multiple things that take up physical space in the same world where I existed that can give you the essence of me, then I failed as an artist. Mm. I did not succeed because that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're, it's not about you knowing everything about me. It's about you being able to experience the essence that the piece is supposed to bring to you. God, that's Whatever beautiful. There's be. so much truth in that. So man. if I if I just focus on putting everything in this like digital world that's like intangible, uh huh, and I die tomorrow, then I I failed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't get to. You know what I'm saying? I don't get whatever that afterlife is or whatever that final thought I get before I leave this existence. It's not going to be fulfillment mm, you yeah. know because if i had a message for people they're not being able to <sighs> you know experience it in real you know in real time like in physical form right so that's for me that's what it's about like i want mm. physical things mm. i want you to see it touch it hear it like it's not enough to just be to see it through the like a phone yeah yeah you know because yeah. like we're like speculating about all this like oh what are we going to be in 20 years like what if like what if we just stop using phone these phones all together like this type of phone yeah it's not like this colorful ass screen with like all of this extra shit like it's just a normal basic ass phone like mm-hmm. now what you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. i want to talk just, to you more about about yeah. that fulfillment in a moment we're going to take a quick break uh, i want to acknowledge Nick, before he takes off here, I want to encourage folks to check out this documentary, Fake Famous. I really felt like I was I was experiencing something. I wasn't just watching a film, and I want to acknowledge you for making it, brother. Amen. Thank you so much. Good Thanks work, man. Thanks for having me on and with Chris and uh, and for yeah for watching the film. Yeah. I was so dreading. I thought you were going to say you should follow him on Instagram, and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Instagram. You know, to Chris's point, I don't think anyone has died yet and has said. Man, I wish I posted more on Instagram. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We'll be back no. in a few minutes. We're going to answer some <laughs> surprise questions. All right, we're back here with Chris Bailey, the star of Fake Famous. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's, uh, 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 we've got some surprise questions here from our audience. I thought we could dive into those in a second. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Last One Left. Let's talk about your art. Uh, yeah, last one left. So this is a piece of who I am 
as an artist, and it is a brand. It's a concept brand. Um, I started under the name One Off Recycled Garment Project. The tagline was Last One Left, but um, now I'm trying to kind of um, move the roles of these names, right? So, like, One Off Recycled Garment Project is more of an umbrella brand, mm-hmm. while Last One Left is more like a signature thing. It's like, this is this is like my thing that I curated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, this and what's is your me. curation process like? So this is me using uh, recycled, secondhand, vintage, basically just used items, clothes, as canvases for um, my art. So mm-hmm. this particular particular project is about making the wearer understand what uh being you know one off is right so all of these clothes basically have these messages uh written on them right let you know that they have a past like Mm. you and i have a past right Mm -hmm. and it lets you know that it's also one of a kind right hence last one left Uh uh-huh like you one and I of one. Are. Exactly. One of one. So it's a message to the wearer to be able to embrace your, you know, whatever it is that makes you you. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand that I'm trying to create objects that have uh, something in common with you. Mm-hmm. Something you feel like you can relate to. Something that resonates with you and... Uh, yeah, so that's basically the the gist of what the brand is about. Mm. Um, I like that you, yeah. what we're talking about here is you're talking about wearable art in a way. And yes. so there's a there's a beautiful side of it. And, and we think of art, we often think of art as inaccessible. It, it's it's a distance from me. If I go to, to LACMA and I see a Picasso painting, if I come within three feet of it, they yell at me, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but you're talking about something that is beautiful and functional right there's a utility in it right, right. and so uh the website is oneoffproject.com right oneoffproject.com that's the website we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well yeah it's the same as the instagram everything is just one off project right now that's okay. awesome yeah i think you're, you're the only clothing manufacturer in a way that uh isn't creating more junk into the world like i love right. how you're you're reusing stuff right you're yeah. removing junk from the world yeah. in a way yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. um well like it started because like i gotta be a hundred percent honest because a lot of people get caught up on the like whole sustainability factor of it sure yeah and um if at first when i came up with this it was not me trying to focus on uh sustainability right mm-hmm. The way that the formula of how I made this brand works is it had to be something pre-existing, right? So mm-hmm. basically I said, how do I make a brand where everything is unique, mm-hmm. but I don't need to spend more time on one thing than something else necessarily. You know, if I'm mm-hmm. talking about 30 t-shirts, I want them all to be different, but I want to say, spend the same amount of time on each one. Well, then I have to take a t-shirt, t-shirts that are already all different, mm. you know? Yes. So then that was like the formula. So then it it made me understand, like, when it, I actually started making it, then my my homie was like, yeah, you're like, you're like recycling. And then we realized, like, oh, that's actually like upcycling, taking things and like 
giving them a new life, giving them a new purpose. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think the what happened uh, when I was first, you know, seeking inspiration to start this thing was this is in Tucson. Yeah, I was in Tucson, Arizona. Why'd you dog Tucson like that in the film? Man, they cut it in such a way. They cut it in such a way. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, some motherfuckers going to be mad at me. Uh, you can't even go but, back for like the first year. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I'll always be good in Tucson because everybody knows that, like, I was never I was never dogging Tucson. I was oh, trying yeah. to make Tucson a cooler place uh -huh. for people who were like me mm. as rare as that is. Yeah. But mm. if you're like me in any way... I was trying to make something for you to do yeah. or give you some inspiration to do something that you want to do. But it was just such a place that I it couldn't support me. And behind the scenes, my personal life was like, it was disgustingly evil. And like, mm. it was, it was bad. Toxic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Toxic mm. is not even the term. Wow. Yeah. It was like, this is ridiculous. I gotta say, Tucson is one of my favorite cities. It, That's why when I heard you say, well, we, if like, you're a minimalist, then it yeah, would be. It's yeah. beautiful. Like the the temperature is great. Like people are there, are cool. But I know what you're saying, man. Like in the sense that, like artists, uh, they want to tell stories. Yeah. And like, in L. A., like that's where you go to tell stories. Uh, yeah. Being an artist is kind of like it's being in between two things. It's like you want to communicate. But you also want to be hidden at the same time. Mm, you know amen. what I'm saying? So it's tough in a place where it's so small that, like, as soon as you do anything, everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Everybody mm. knows your business. Right. Everybody wants to know. And it's like you can't. There ain't no way to get away from that. Like, right. you you are what you, you are, what everybody want, wants to talk about. If you're the only person trying to do something, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If you and your group of friends only people trying to do something, you're going to have everybody in you, in your life in ways that you don't need them in your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, what I was saying about when I got inspired to start the brand is I was in thrift stores and uh, I was just, you know, I was just trying to find, you know, some cool, unique stuff. You know, I like old stuff. And I was like looking at clothes and I was like, man, like, why people be giving this shit away? Mm. Like, this is tight. Like, mm. I wouldn't give this away. Mm -hmm. And then I start to understand. It's because I don't know why. Yeah. You know? Like, if the clothes could talk, what would they tell you? Like, you don't, you don't know what yeah. it was. Like, you might be having a dead person's shirt on. Or, right. you know what I'm saying? Or somebody... Gained something a bunch happened of weight, to lost them. weight. Yeah, something. Yeah. Or they wow. just transformed or into a new stage of their life and they were mm -hmm. like all this old stuff reminds me of the old me i'm getting rid of it yeah you know there's a yeah. hundred reasons why somebody would give away their stuff and if i stop finding value in the shirt it doesn't mean if i if i keep holding on to it that's the lesson we learned with the whole minimalism thing is if i'm holding on to something that's selfish when someone else could actually mm -hmm. get value from it someone like you who actually turns it into a piece of it's art it's time for, for it to serve someone else yes Amen. You know? so like yeah. I start to understand that, too, because I always grew up with a lot of things, you know, like you, you just after a while, you're just like, all right, not all this stuff means something to me still. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. you want to but you still want to give it to somebody that may be able to use it right in a yeah. good way. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it kind of it grew like this brand is four years old. So it grew from 
an initial thought into a whole it's a it's a whole it's its own world now like it's becoming its own thing yeah that i'm building right now yeah and so um it's deeper than clothes uh-huh. at this point i don't want to be known as a fashion designer okay i don't even want to be associated with the term because fashion is like i gotta just use i just gotta say it the way i know how to say it yeah. say okay it. yeah Fashion is she's a hoe. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. She is. She yeah. will fuck whoever is popping. Uh-huh. She'll be with you next season. She'll be with your best friend next season. Yeah. And you're just supposed to sit in the front row and watch it. Mm-hmm. Watch it go down and be happy and clap your hands. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really like into fashion like that. Yeah. To where I want to be a fashion designer. You know, I don't want to be boxed in as, oh, yeah, he's just he's a fashion designer, Mm. you know. So, like, I like the way that you guys you call it wearable art. That's what I call it. Well, see, I never thought of you as a a fashion designer. As soon as I saw you in the film, I'm like, oh, this guy's an artist. His art, or at least part of the art, happens to do the clothing as a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you understand that not everybody could like see the versatility. Yeah, It's just like, oh, yeah, like this is. Like if you make clothes, you're a fashion designer. Well, that's yeah. that's what it is to a lot. Put you in a box. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And different fashions go out of style. Where the stuff that you're making, it's timeless. Timeless yeah. classics. Yeah. You know, stuff that for there's something for everybody. Yeah. For uh, speaking, of, I need the Carl Malone shirt. Do you still have that one? Oh man, that Carl Malone shirt. Somebody brought it to me in Tucson, <laughs> actually, and I did that shirt for them. But we could. Uh, we could find you another. All one. right, we need a John Stockton one. Then. <laughs> let me just one. let me know. I go. I can. I've got the. Uh, I got the plug on the, the sports. All right, memorabilia. Let's All right, make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah let's, um, let's dive into some of these surprise questions because I know you're going to have some interesting answers here. Let's go. We got some folks here. How about we start with Sarah's question, right? All right, Sarah. What moral responsibilities do the social media platforms bear? regarding peddling influencers and the damage they're likely inflicting on the young and the impressionable as a result. So, I mean, just to rephrase that question, I mean, what responsibility falls on Facebook, falls on Twitter with the damage that they're doing to society? I I mean, personally, and Chris, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'm sure Nick and I would actually disagree with this. (laughs) I don't think they have any responsibility They're They're a corporation and what they're, they're trying to do is make money. As soon as we realize that they're a major multinational global corporation, their objective is only to make more money for their shareholders. Yes. That's their only real responsibility. It's up to us to not feed into that if we, if we don't want to feed into it. Yeah. I agree. Like it ain't their job, really. It's mm-hmm. not their job. They don't have a responsibility. If if it's doing bad things to your life, as far as I'm concerned, that's your bad. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I'm not trying to be insensitive when I say this, but like, I think Tyler the Creator might have said this. Like, how you gonna get cyber bullied when you could just log off? <laughs> like, bruh, just log off. <laughs> so true. Log off. Yeah. Like, how is that a thing? That's your bad. Yeah. That's, you're allowing that. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, like, I understand what you're saying because, yeah, it's not their responsibility. Now, I think what this question is trying to, like, touch on is that, like, are they facilitating, like, you know, things that are making bad 
things happen mm-hmm. or people make poor decisions or people just become less human than they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where this question is trying to go. But it's like, like you said, it's a big corporation. So think about pharmaceuticals. Okay. Think about pharmaceutical drugs. Their responsibility is just to sell pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. They let you know on the commercial that you could have explosive diarrhea, heart failure, and have suicidal thoughts if you take this pill. Yeah. But that's not on them. For heartburn. If you chose, right. if you chose to take it, that's on you. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. it's like they let you know, like it's not our it's not on us. Uh-huh. No. When you agree to those terms or whatever, they're Oof. like, yeah. It's not on us anymore. You agreed. Yeah. You know, you check the box and you say, I've read and acknowledged uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I agree to these terms and conditions. Yes. Well, yeah. you just pretty much took all of the responsibility off of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they may have. But yeah, I feel you. I don't think they they don't have any responsibility. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, it's on the parents, it's on the people, it's like the leaders, the people that are raising the the next generation it's it's on them why can't you guys teach them to you know uh digest it in a certain way but i guess it's because a lot of people are probably using it just so that they can you know make their kids shut up mm. and oh yeah so that they can just go do whatever they want to pacify you know what i'm saying yeah isn't, like, isn't that fucked up because like i wouldn't give heroin to my daughter but i'll give her a screen and it's doing the same thing it's, right right in fact if they, they you look at these uh mri brain scans now and they compare like heroin addicts to smartphone addicts the brain looks exactly the same if you're addicted to one you, you, your brain doesn't even know the difference right, right? Mm. and so but it's socially acceptable for me to hand my daughter a screen because everyone right. does it right. but guess what if everyone was giving her giving their kids heroin i still would have to step back and be like well wait a minute yeah, I get that you're giving your kid heroin, right. but I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah, and it's my biggest regret as a parent is actually, it, and you know, we're we're relatively you know, uh, disciplined with it, but even still, like she has access to a screen, and mm. I, it makes me wonder, like, fuck, man, what have I what have I done to her? Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, as you said, it, it's up to us. It's really easy yeah. because I want to outsource and blame it. Oh, you know, it's not my fault. It's Instagram's fault. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe they have some role in this, but ultimately they have a role only because I've accepted them into my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing that comes to mind for me is violence, allowing a, a platform, allowing the uh, propagation of violence. So, I mean, I feel like for the most part, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, they do a pretty good job of like shutting people down when they're promoting violence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, cause specifically with Sarah's question, she says, she said, what's the moral responsibility? Yes. So, you know, maybe if there is a moral responsibility, maybe that's it for, you know, for social media. Um, but yeah. a lot of people would argue though, first Look, amendment. There's no way. Yeah. It's like I said, morals are no, no morals. It's no mm-hmm. one's responsibility yeah. that made that thing. Because if you want to talk about, somebody propagating violence on a screen like it doesn't matter you could take that away from instagram if somebody is if somebody is already addicted to seeing violence on screens it's probably not because they were on instagram it's probably because they're playing these wild ass video games that we got now you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like we're desensitized to that so like 
what's the difference when like you're just sitting there scrolling on the phone yeah. and you're not even like engaged or connected to it in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I do. What, what I'm talking about specifically is like there have been some mass shootings mm. that people were found to be on these specific platforms. Right. Talking that, about it. Talking about it. Ah. Get stirring it up. And then to the point where it got stirred up so much, they actually went out into the real world and did something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's an exception. You know, I don't think that's the rule. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's any responsibility at all with social media. You're right though. I mean, as far as propagating violence in that sense of watching it, it does. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people are I feel like us talking about it is just actually like, it's actually funny to <laughs> whoever, who the people who made it. Yeah. They're laughing. They're like, dog, like we, we figured that out before you even knew it, the shit existed. Like, right. mm. Like yeah. I said, the terms and conditions, like yeah, it's all you guys there. agreed, like, yeah. you know, like yeah. we ain't got no moral responsibility. It's almost like agreeing to be miserable in a way, like like it, it, the terms and conditions, if you didn't read it and there's like some sort of paragraph in there, I agree by using this an hour a day, I'm going to be slightly more miserable or yeah, it, it's that tweet you read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's uh, not understanding, but it is, it's, this goes back to the whole fake famous thing is people who get involved in that who want the attention they think it's going to make them happy because we confuse pleasure momentary pleasure with lasting contentment or peace or tranquility we're talking about some two radically different things mm -hmm. and we think that oh if i just keep getting more and more pleasure no 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 that's also what a heroin addict wants right yeah mm -hmm. for sure man i really want to ask you i'm kind of going to steer a little bit a different way i want to ask you about uh, cuz only nick brought it up about your feelings towards Dom and like how she kind of took the, I mean, is it, is that something like that? I don't know, man. I, I just am curious. Like, I don't know what Nick's talking about, but he was like, Oh yeah, Chris has got some thoughts about Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I, I guess I have thoughts about Dom, but they're just all logical um, reasons to why I might have any type of, I don't have an opinion about it. Right. About her, about mm -hmm. what she did. Um, I don't do that with people who have paths in life and they choose and they that's what that's her calling. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's she, the thing about her is she's an actress. That's mm. why I can't say oh, like okay. I don't have anything bad to say because mm -hmm. right. I'm like, oh, you an actress like girl, you was just playing a role like I get it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you doing. Yeah. It's just that me and you are very different. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just not set up that way. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm different, uh -huh. you know, and that's fine. Like, I think the thing is that. When you feel like you need to act a certain way to satisfy someone else, it is taking you away from the light that, oh. you know, that's that's the way that I feel. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? So yeah. I don't I don't do that. Right. You understand? I'm not saying acting is a bad thing, but no. this was more than just like a, this wasn't just a scripted role like she remembered lines for. Mm -hmm. Right. Like she was actually like playing along with like this game that they were creating. And then it grew and grew and grew and grew and bubbled until it, you know, became what it is now. Yeah. And like so I don't have any type of um, 
I don't have anything bad to say about it. That was she was the perfect person for that. Yeah. Sure. If we're looking at it on a spectrum, uh-huh. and she's over here and I'm over here, yeah. Then it was perfect. Right. That was the way that it was supposed to be. You right. know what I'm saying? They found the perfect person. So I was like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, damn, Dom is a G for doing all this shit because I couldn't have done all this shit. Uh-huh. You know, I wouldn't have done all this shit. Well, because it felt inauthentic to you. Not only that, it's just like the interaction with people during those things. I'm like, who are these people? Uh And like, what are they talking about? And like, why do we? No, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, who are y'all? Why are we on a party bus? Like, right. why am I on a party bus full of people I wouldn't even go to a damn party with? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, nah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, but they knew that. Like, by the time they got her there, the people making fake famous already knew that about me. They were like, Chris ain't doing this shit. Like, right. even <laughs> if they could have got it for me, they were like, he ain't gonna do this. Like, they knew. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I looked at her as just like I respected it. You know, sure. I was like, damn, you really wanted to see how far you could take this thing. Yeah. And you, you really you decided to take it that far. So, yeah. Sh- shout out to Dom. Yeah. And, and one thing, too, is like just because it's like inauthentic to me or you or to Josh doesn't mean that it's necessarily inauthentic, inauthentic to Dom. I mean, like you said, she's an actress. She it's wanted just, to see it's how just far her she path in life. That's yeah. her path. That's what she chose. It don't make it don't. It don't make her any different than who she really is yeah. in real life, yeah. which I don't know her well enough to make those judgments. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, you know, I really bring up Dom because well, I was telling you uh, during the break how as one of the minimalists, like when I saw Dom getting all these like little free things in the mail, mm, yeah. my impulse was like, oh man, I wish I could get some free stuff in the mail. But then I'm like, wait a minute, like, what am I talking about? Like, I got to look at that impulse and ask what it is and it's really just about it's maybe it's the attention acceptance acceptance there is a little bit of like a monetary thing there we're like oh you know she's getting like free products which you know cost money so you know in essence she's getting free money but like looking at everything she got in the movie i I, or in the documentary and never there's not one thing in there that i was like that you want yeah exactly it was just yeah that's how i felt too like i was like i don't want no cheap sunglasses like (laughs) I don't want no cheap sunglasses. I don't want no tummy tea. Mm-hmm. I don't want no leggings. I don't want none of that shit. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. there, no, it's just nothing that can entice me to like do that. And I told them the first time we sat down, they were like, oh, you get free stuff. What you doing? I'm like, shit, what is it? Who sent it? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like who's sending free packages and yeah. you know what it for what? Yeah, it's not really free. What it what what's the motive behind it? And I'm it? like, mm. well, look, if I don't like it or see any use for it, I'm just giving it to one of my friends. Yeah. Um, I go. don't care, you know, make their day. Hey yeah. bro, here you go. All right. Here's something free. They'd be happy with it, you know. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah. Instead of me thinking about how I need to figure out a way to promote this thing that I don't <laughs> even like, like forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to somebody who will actually use it, you know? Oh man. <laughs> We got a question here from Mary. Let's dive into her question. What's up, Mary? <laughs> do <laughs> do uh, do successful influencers ever experience a feeling of contentment, or are they always on the hunt for the next best thing? Mm. What do you think, Chris? I don't think. Actually, that's the first time I ever thought about that. But I don't think that they can ever be fully satisfied I, because it's just the way that it's like designed. Like. Yeah. The, the pursuit of being like a top influencer. Like it's not designed for you to ever really be 
satisfied yeah, yeah. That, that chase you know more yeah. likes because more like more think views. About it. we just talk about getting free shit right like think about it so like what do you get like what do you get when you've reached like the boss level of influencer you know what i'm saying like when i've breached the dungeon and i meet like the boss bowser influencer you know what i'm saying like what is like what's the free thing that i get once i defeat him like there is it's it's nothing like you know what I'm saying like they can't get enough free shit to satisfy them they're gonna keep needing free shit yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying like you gotta oh, yeah. keep doing it like, yeah it don't just stop you know what I'm saying yeah killer genetics reference <laughs> you know right. like bravo but that's the only way I know how to put it that's you know? right it's so no good. I love it man but yeah, there's always this next level that an influencer can bring it to so mm-hmm. yeah in that sense I mean there is no top level uh. Man, I, yeah, there's always going to be more likes. There's always going to be more followers. Always yeah, there's always views. somebody with You're more. Always going to be chasing it. There probably are some influencers out there who are content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it's kind of like rich people like who are content and happy. Like the happy, content, rich people I know, it's not because of the money. Yeah. Right. Like the money's the byproduct. Mm. So I'm sure there are some influencers out there who are perfectly content and happy, but that's because they like who they are. Well, they probably already were ahead of the curve, too, on the whole influencer game, too, I think. Yeah, probably the people probably. that are actually content with it are probably like, yeah, like, I've been doing this for years already. Whereas, like, when I was making, when I was, when we were making this documentary, I was like, yo, if you're just now trying to become an influencer, it's too late. Mm. Like, it's too <laughs> late, bro. Like, you missed the wave. Like, it's too fucking late. Stop. Mm. Like, Go focus on something you're good at. Like, don't try to be an influencer. Well, you and know? you said something mm. profound in, in the film. You talked about how you, you never use the word like being an influencer. You talked about being influential. Yes. And, but the difference is that that is an act of influencing through your art, through your work, the things you create, influencing people as opposed to I want to influence others. That's I mean, why that's like a that's a power trip thing. That's an ego thing. I I deserve to be on a pedestal and then influence other people. Whereas yeah. with you, you're like I want to create beautiful things that influence people. Right, right. I'd rather be an influential person because like if I'm going to be an influencer, if I want to influence people to do something or to like buy some type of ideology or product then all i can sell to you is that i am trying my best to be me and that's what you need to do is not be me is to be you Mm. you know that's Mm. what i'm trying to influence you to do if i'm trying to influence you to do anything yeah because i don't want to i don't want the day to come where I'm famous and I see somebody and they're just like me. I know that this shit has gone too fucking far. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You guys have ruined my whole mystique of being an artist and being like a a unique person. If that's what you want. Mm. If you want people to say, I want to be just like this person. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got heroes, but like doing that influence and shit with intention to be like, yeah, I'm trying to sell this product to these people or I want these people to look up to me like... Or look like me. Yeah, we like... We see this with the, the whole Kardashian thing. It's, it's trash. You go around LA and it's like everyone looks like they're part of this, exactly. this one family. Well, it's it's funny because like, I, you know, talking about the, the girls on there, sh- you know, showing their big butts, 
Like sometimes I, I look, I'm like, you know, I'll be scrolling through the search thing and like it pops up and I'm like, oh, it's Kim Kardashian. Oh, wait, no, it's not Kim Kardashian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like everyone's trying to, yeah, everyone's trying to look like well, her. Well, yeah, there was yeah. fat asses before Kim Kardashian. That's <laughs> right. the thing people need to understand too. Like there was big fake asses walking all around here before Kim Kardashian. She didn't start that. Right. She just made it famous. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, she she made it famous for her. Right. Yeah. There was plenty of, of big fat fake butts uh-huh. mm-hmm. trust i know you know <laughs> so that was no surprise to me but yeah i think it's it's just like it's a it's a weird game it depends on what the intentions are of the person who is involved you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. not everybody is like a bad person because they do that no i'm just saying i think it's lame i think mm-hmm. most people who are doing it for profession is fucking lame yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't i don't care how you feel about me saying that you lame because you you probably are you know what i'm <laughs> saying like so what you know yeah. and it's just because i don't see like what your like what is your intention like you know what i'm saying like what's your heart made of you know mm. what i'm saying like yeah. i don't see that yeah what are your values and, yeah like mm. i don't see that and so to me i'm mm. like yeah you weak mm. You know? Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think that really does come out in social media. There is a, you know, the, the desire for uh, unmitigated attention, always mm-hmm. needing more and more. There's an insecurity in mm-hmm. that, right? Of course. A hundred percent. They do it for the attention. Yeah. The attention is the currency. Ooh. You wow, feel me? That? When you ain't getting yeah. paid, like the attention is the currency, bro. Mm. Like. To be able to say, like, all these people paying attention to me, that's pumping people up. Yeah. You still driving a bucket. Mm. You ain't got no furniture in your apartment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But all you need, (laughs) all you need is just some likes on the gram. (laughs) And then you're you're fulfilled. Oh, man. Bro, like, your life is physically and literally empty. You know what I'm saying? And then it becomes this this chase. Here's the the weird (sighs) thing about that is we... We tried to, at least Ryan and I in our 20s, we, we tried to fulfill ourselves by acquiring a bunch of stuff. So filling our homes, mm-hmm. buying bigger houses yeah. and, and all of these things. Yeah. And, and, and there was an insecurity there and there was a, a need to fill this void in our life. And now that void by many people, because they can't fill it with stuff, it, they realize they can fill it with attention. Well, the stuff and the attention are the, sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're simply widening the void. They're extending our chase and they're making us miserable. Yes, mm. I understand. You're trying to put bigger things into a void and it just gets stretched out. Yeah. yeah. So the next time it gets empty, you have to put something even bigger in there to fill it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, when it comes to people who feel that, you know, I'm not bashing people who are trying to gain attention trying Mm -hmm. to be seen be heard you know because i'm one of those people i used to feel like i would never be seen or be heard or be discovered by anybody because of where i was at and the things that were going on around me and because i'd never seen anything like that in front of me from the same place where i was at so it didn't seem like it was something that could really happen for me Mm -hmm. But when I open myself up to say, I'm done trying, mm. right? Like, I'm done trying to be seen. I'm done trying to be heard. Mm. Now I've just opened up 
my life to basically be that way, mm. you know, because yeah. if I was always meant to be seen, be heard, you know, all of that, then it's just going to come to me. Mm. And all I need to do is just to con continue to believe in what I believe in, do what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. Right. So like a perfect example has been happening because recently, I don't know if you noticed my car when I pulled up on you. No, I didn't pay attention. My whole car is last one left now. So I just okay. respray this first time I've ever done this. Uh -huh. I'm not afraid of any type of canvas. Uh -huh. I just, uh, I just resprayed my whole car and decals everything it's like uh last one left nascar oh. it's my first car ever <laughs> okay it's three series that's been through the desert and plus some more shit with me uh, yeah um and i forget that that that's that's the way that the car looks you know uh. what i'm saying like it's like big like loud logos on it and i forget that's how the car looks and I like pull up and people are like looking and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you guys looking at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, I'm trying to get through this parking lot right now. Then I realize I remember. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yeah, because the car looks crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I didn't do that for attention. There was actually uh, there was a method to the madness of me saying I want to do this. Mm -hmm. You got attention for it. You didn't do it for attention. Well, it says attention on the car. Ah, it yeah. says attention. Oh, wow. This garment may contain a past. It says the same thing it says on the clothes. Oh, it's supposed to bring wow. brand identity and awareness to people without them really understanding. Subconscious. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Physical marketing tool. Uh -huh. It's a bargaining chip. If somebody says they want to sponsor me, they, they're part of what I do. They want to be, they want to back me. Well, then now Let's put you on the car then. Because okay. in NASCAR, that's what they would do. Yeah. Right. All of those brands or sponsors, they, they had a, a part in in getting that car on the on the track. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like that's that's the marketing um thing that I'm trying to do right uh -huh. now. Yeah. Um that's why I did it. But I'm just saying this because I just I just don't even consciously try anymore mm. to be that thing like to be a spectacle mm. you know what i'm saying yeah but my whole life people are telling me like oh man like i don't know bro you're gonna be you're definitely gonna be on tv you're definitely gonna be famous you're definitely gonna be this you're definitely gonna be that you know and i had that in my mind so long like how am i gonna do it how am i gonna do it how am i gonna do it until i just finally broke and i was like yeah i'm not gonna do shit mm. i'm just gonna do what i want to do yes you know and then that's when it really that's started happening. Truth. I love it. Yeah. One year being in LA, I got that HBO documentary. Uh -huh. I didn't go on that website that he's talking about. I never even seen it. I never seen an ad for it, anything. The way it happened was actually somebody I know, a mutual friend is a casting director for a show and she always watches me on Instagram and she was like, yo, I want to put you on TV. Mm. Now she's doing like a big show. Like she does like blackish, you know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Yeah. So um, she's like, yo, like I got the potential to put you on TV. I think you could do it. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, what do I got to do? And she's like saying like, oh yeah, come through for an audition, whatever. So I went for one audition in my life where I read some lines and the people Oh, they loved it. They were like, oh, my God, like this is your first time. Well, we want you to come back again. Like, can we just like call you, whatever? I'm like, you know, cool, whatever. After that, she was like, hey, 
um, my friend is working on this project and I think you would be perfect for it. Mm. And I was like, word, what's it about? And she's like, it's like a social media thing. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like, cool. Like, what do you want me to do? And she just said, like, yo, come to my apartment and we'll um, we'll just hang out. And I'm going to ask you these questions. I'm going to make you the self tape and I'm going to send it in for you. I said, all right, cool. Like, you know, I ain't got nothing to lose. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so we just did it. And she sent it in. I never even seen the self tape. I don't want to see it. <laughs> and then after that, they hit me up. They wow. said they wanted to meet me. That's crazy. I came in there. I was looking around in this audition room. Like, you know, all these people are looking mad, like uptight and real nervous. <laughs> yeah, I and, that. Yeah. and I'm like, bro, like, what's wrong with you guys? Like you guys know there's no lines for this, right? Like it's supposed to be like reality. Like, so you're supposed to go in there and really like be who you are. Mm. And like people were, I could see that people were not comfortable doing that. Because who do they want me to be is what they were thinking. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. How do I make them know that I want to be famous the most? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you had all of these people doing like, yo, do you have people doing ridiculous shit? There was people in there in costumes and shit. There were people. Oh, wow. So what happened to me is I'm sitting in the audition room. It's quiet as hell. I see this girl walk in. She's actually on the intro. You could see her. Uh, she comes in with like a whole guitar and everything. And she just is looking like super exotic. Like, I don't know what kind of island or land her ancestors were from. So I was like, who are you? You know, I started talking <laughs> to her. Like, you know, I'm like, who is you? And. She, we start talking and she, I'm like, so what's up? You going to play them a song? Like, you know, you, you brought your guitar and she's like, yeah, yeah, I play music. I was like, oh, tight. Play me a song, you know? So like this audition room is quiet. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, like she's playing music and singing and I'm over here enjoying myself. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, this is entertaining to me right. that I could just like get a stranger to do this. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden I turn around and there's like, there's like a few cameras looking at me and there's some lady and it's weird. I never met this lady again, but this lady came up to me and she was like, Oh yeah, we've been looking for you. We've been waiting for you. Oh, and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And she was like, yeah. So, um, in a few minutes, you know, just come back here. We're going to bring you back here and, and just act like we're not here. Like as in these three people with these cameras that just popped up on me. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. This girl's in here playing me a song, whatever. I'm chilling. And they call me in and then we start talking. And They ask me the question, do you want to be famous? I'm like, no. You know, because like I said, I had already stopped trying. Uh -huh. I had reached a point in my life where I was like, yo, I was like, I was actually had such a bad mindset, a negative mindset that it was like, I have nothing. I have nothing that could be worse. Mm. You feel mm. me? Like mm -hmm. when I came to LA, I was like, nothing could go. Like, I can't lose anything. I don't have shit. Mm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't have no money. Uh -huh. I don't have nothing. Blank I don't canvas. have any connections here. I don't have like nothing. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. So when I went in there, I was just like, that's how I was. I was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like I have a story that I, that people should hear and because it can help people understand why sometimes we go through the stuff that we go through in life that you feel like you don't deserve everybody want to ask why why is this my life you know right why you know 
And sometimes you just need somebody to tell you a story about their life to help you understand the way yours is going, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I hope that I could do for people as far as having a platform, uh -huh. you know? Because I've seen a lot of evil shit in my life. So it's like, I'm not that person. I have nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Negativity, drama, keep that away from me. Mm -hmm. Amen. You, know, you can't keep that far enough away from me. Yeah. Even if you're just telling me about it on the phone, I'm like, this is too close. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just I just wanted to, when I, when I felt like, okay, I'm going to have a chance to be on cameras, I'm going to have a chance to be on TV, I wanted to do that. Because a lot of people from Tucson, Mm -hmm. have that same outlook like we ain't going nowhere in life nothing's gonna happen nobody's gonna see us all of this stuff that we doing is pointless mm. and i was right there too i was the same i was i was just like them you know what i'm saying mm. but the thing is as I, I always believe though and so that's why i say they cut it in such a way i didn't say just verbatim okay if you want to be somebody if you want to do something with your life you got to get the fuck out of tucson period <laughs> they had asked me the question what made you come to la and i had told them a whole story a whole story i told them personal things it didn't make it <laughs> i told them a whole personal ass story all types of bad shit that i had to go through and that's the part that they cut. But I was saying I had told myself that. I told myself if uh -huh. I want to be somebody, if I want to do something, I got to get the fuck out of Tucson. Uh -huh. As in you, as in me looking in the mirror telling that person. Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about you as in you guys in Tucson. Right. No, I'm graduating from the city. It was time for you to graduate exactly, in a way. Exactly. Yeah. And, and coming to L.A. was sort of that graduation. Yeah, it's funny how you can... You can shift something around so it does look like you you said something about Tucson, yeah. but that that wasn't it. Well, when we wrap up here, Chris. I want to acknowledge you and 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 thank you. And um, yeah, I think this film is is amazing. But you are what made it amazing. You you brought an authenticity yes to this world of thank you fakeness, mm -hmm. banality, vapidness. There was and it really shined through. I want to encourage folks to check out oneoffproject.com we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well That's they can right. find you on ig or wherever else you are as well That's right we got something good coming out for fourth of july oh yeah 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 okay cool Some cool statement pieces all so. right let's take a look at that all right y'all right. love people use things thanks all patrons right. the minimalists <laughs>